Welcome to our podcast, Not Quite Cinema, where we talk about the movies and shows that grab our eyes, turn off our brains, and make a few folks say, well, that's not quite cinema. Welcome to the first episode. I am your host, Ben Ecker, joined by the wonderfully talented and critiqueful and nerdy and geeky piece of crap, Jeremy Chang. Jeremy, do you want to say hi, please? Hello. Yeah. That was really enthusiastic. I like it. And... (laughs) Let's get into it. Let's talk about all the nerd culture, all the geek stuff that we can covering over the last week, month. So let's start off with a popular character, one of the more engulfing type of uh, stories er, Mm. that span the courses of galaxies and universes in Star Wars. (laughs) So let's start with The Book of Boba Fett, episodes one and two. Uh Like, do you see this going the way I do? Do you see this slow start? That it just feels like they're tr- they're building to a point, but in these first two episodes, it feels like, ugh, like come on, let's get to it, you know. So, I gotta say, just like overall for me, this show is, yeah, moving really slow. Like mm-hmm. I am pretty uninterested uh, on the whole for the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. the sequences that I enjoy the most are the flashbacks. And, yeah. like, I, I we'll get into episode two in a minute, but, like, a, it was it was mostly flashbacks, and that's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed episode two far more than episode one. True, true. Like, all of the uh, Dymo parts where, you know, we're seeing Crime Lord Boba try and kind of lay claim to uh, his uh, right in Mos Espa, like... Mm-hmm. It just it just is uninteresting to me, honestly. And f- yeah. for me, I, I, what, what what do you think? Uh, it's for me. I want to go back to that point where it's like the flashback scenes. Yeah, really good, Re- really good, really well done. Yeah. But if I'm saying your flashback, I feel like a flashback is meant to be a like a uh, a pillar a of the story. Device. It's not supposed to be the story. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. the flashbacks, I understand the, the concept and the way that they're used within this story, but I shouldn't yeah. be looking f- like forward to a flashback. I should be looking forward to the <laughs> story that's ongoing to pick up where we last left off in the Mandalorian of where Boba, you know, flies yeah. off, letting <clears throat> like those fucking seismic bombs go off, badass. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm like stepping, I'm taking a step back to look at it, right? Uh, yeah. Well, now that I say that, it feels like I'm like, oh, I want it, I want it, I want it, you know? But it's just like, <laughs> yeah. like, like we should pick up the story from where we left off. And it, it, it's like, it kind of feels like a little bit of a prequel right now to mm-hmm. what we're what lies ahead. I, I feel like if we've gotten the bulk of the flashbacks done within these first two episodes, yeah. we can like, it, it's I feel like it has to be the bulk because it was like, well over it felt like well over 50 percent of the the last episode episode two was a flashback pretty much that's what it felt like so if that's done if like if they cut back on you know just a little bit just a little bit and i can start seeing boba fett you know lay claim to his territory take out these fucking huts and be a badass you know yeah that's the show i'm looking for you know yeah, and and you know, I I really went into watching this show with mm-hmm. zero, I guess, expectation of how it, you know they were going to move his character forward, how they were going to move the story forward, and it honestly, like, I I I'm again, I'm more interested in learning like what happened to Boba 
post mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi than I am about where his story is going to go, you know, post Mandalorian season two. Like I just, I just kind of don't care, and I feel I feel bad because we've been waiting forever for forever uh, solid like Boba uh, Boba Fett. Just um, like not even in terms of Boba Fett. Like we've been waiting yeah. for like solid Star Wars content for like well over a year now. Right, really? and when you look Has at some, I mean, yeah, have you, uh, I mean, quality. So, I mean, it's been like over a year for Mandalorian because I think like the season finale for that was like December, wasn't it? Uh, well, maybe last I, year. I, I honestly don't remember. We got like, uh, we got visions though, and that, yeah, but yeah, we got visions. That visions was, was solid. <laughs> but in, in terms of like the star those weren't canon or anything but the star yeah. wars story has picked up more in like the novel novelizations of like the high republic and all that right yeah and you know me you know this podcast we like to turn <laughs> off our brains we don't like to use it and it's read true. shit right it's... so it's like when you think when you think about <laughs> when you think about what disney is putting out with star wars yeah. star wars is a huge ip you want to wonder what do they what is going on behind the curtains like we have the kenobi show coming up yeah. we have like uh like super, oh my god there's so many there's yeah, I'm so super, many super super fucking excited for that obi-wan kenobi show but I'm like so excited for that it's it's like i feel like boba is a lot like visions in in the way that it's not meant to be like the apple of your eye kind of it's not meant to be like oh look what we got we got boba fett it's it's like the whole thing that you've been waiting for you know i feel like this is meant to give them time to perfect some of those other series and maybe even like a movie coming out there has there been a movie announced or are they just milking this disney plus cow as much as they can i i know that uh you know they had i, I think it was rumored uh, or maybe confirmed um I got first of all, I got to imagine that they're going to make more movies. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, that's their big sure. ticket item. But mm-hmm. you know, I I think it was either rumored or slightly confirmed that there is like a new trilogy in the works. And I, I mm-hmm. think it I'm pretty sure that this was definitely just rumored that excuse me, that it was gonna be like a, a high republic that they've been exploring in the novelization. So it seems like they're just taking the Skywalker saga saying, hey, we know you guys really enjoyed this, but did you know about all of this that was way before that? Like, yeah. this is the, like I, I think a lot of people are nostalgic for that Jedi Order, like, mm-hmm. high point. So, yeah. and, and I think they're just trying to feed kind of into that, which yeah. I'm okay with. I'm okay I, with I enjoyed it. it's it too. Like, <laughs> Skywalker saga's done. They ended on a, on a whimper or whatever, right? But yeah. it's yeah. I, I think it's time to go back. Uh, and see, you know, the battery packs on the sabers and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> and see Darth Revan in action. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Um, uh, for for this first episode, like, um, I did want to mention, like, two of the things that were uninteresting and, you know, slightly disappointing for me. Uh, definitely first, like, the political aspects of this show, I just, I just really have a hard time caring at all about them. Um, both that and, you know, I, I really just, these fights, the, the fight sequences that Mm -hmm. we like have during this, um, just kind of, for me, it it always, my, my judgment of a good fight scene is always like, can I really tell that this is scripted? And for me, it's, it looks really scripted. Like I, I, I genuinely just feel like, oh yeah. I'm I'm watching them practice the choreography. Like I, it doesn't feel like a natural fight, and it, it I don't know. I expected a little more, and it, even cinematically, like yeah, 
I think I we take saying. yeah we just we we kind of take honestly like Star Wars Marvel like we're so used to like a really good cinematic quality nowadays mm-hmm. and it kind of was lackluster for me I didn't enjoy it that much like I thought it I thought consciously Journey I'm like I would have shot that differently like I <laughs> I like this was Jeremy not the director show, he knows what I'm to just do. saying it just he wasn't showcased as well as I thought it could have been I just you know it, it honestly fell short for me it really mm-hmm. did. Yeah, and when I think about like how a character carries a series, right, yeah. with um, the guy who plays Boba Fett, I literally can't remember his name right now, but Tamara Morrison. Thank you, Jeremy. That's why yeah. you're here, Tamara Morrison. <laughs> uh, the way he carries Boba is super good, and the way yeah. he carries the series, I think I think he's doing a fantastic job. But oh, yeah. when we talk about characters and people that play them, and how they carry a series, mm. Jeremy, what do you think? about a certain someone leaving the Fast and Furious franchise. I got family. Oh God, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> you um... don't care. I know <laughs> you do not care. No, I don't give a single shit, I don't. Um, there's, there's only, I only have seen the very first Fast and Furious. I haven't even mm-hmm. seen like Tokyo Drift. Like that's So let me tell you about the Fast and Furious lore. Let me tell you about my knowledge of the Fast and Furious <laughs> lore. Okay? Let me do a lore drop on you. So <laughs> it starts off where Paul Walker is like an undercover, undercover guy and he's going into yep. like the Fast and Furious ring and he becomes a driver or whatever the fuck. Right? Yeah. I watched that when I was a small child. I remember mm-hmm. that happening. I, and then six more movies happened. And I had no idea. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in them. And people love him. And, and, and here's the reason I want it to fail, right? Let me tell you the reason I, <laughs> let me tell you the reason I want this franchise to fail. Why do I want this franchise to let fall me t- shit? Let Listen, me tell ben, you. Let me tell you. Let me, let there me interject is... real quick to tell you. They don't need your help, bro. Like, <laughs> they don't need my help. Doing, I think you're fine. right. They don't need my input. They know how to fucking run this shit into the ground. And <laughs> yeah. I think the beginning of the end had to be when they charged people to enter a park. They charged people uh, tickets, right? They charged people merchandising to buy the shirts for this shit inside of Universal Studios. And they created the shittest ride I've ever been on. (laughs) And just for for the complete abysmal, terrible, horrible attempt to even attempt to try to entertain a a, a crowd, an audience, a general fucking fan base it was so terrible they need they need to lose it all they need to re they need to rethink their lives they need to stop everything that they're doing that ride was horrible uh they went into space in the last one and dwayne johnson doing the eyebrow thing just can't carry them anymore so in my opinion there you you go jerry just did the eyebrow thing (laughs) yeah i just i I, again and you know you mentioned this as soon as we started talking about this the I am not at all invested in the Fast no. and Furious franchise. It's, um, but yeah. I just, you know, I, I feel like that this is a thing with a lot of actors that when they finally leave a character mm-hmm. uh, and people aren't ready for them to leave that character, they will do anything to get them to return. Like they will, mm-hmm. in fact, make them feel like shit so that they'll come back and play the same character. And for me, it's just like, mm-hmm. let them move on. Like, I, yeah. I know you. We we were talking like the other day, and you'd mentioned, or, or you or uh, you know one of one of our friends, Luke, like had mentioned that, you know, on like Instagram, I think it was that Vin Diesel had like 
called him out and be like, "Yeah, this isn't what he's Paul trying to guilt him wanted. into it." No, he, <laughs> like he, free Dwayne. he used Paul free Walker Dwayne. as a weapon, bro. <laughs> free Dwayne, man. Let him out of there, man. Free yeah, fucking no. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, he's done, and you know he he shouldn't have to feel guilty about being no. done. Like, not at that, all. That franchise opposed, has definitely wait, been in the shit bro, for a while. As opposed to. Andrew Garfield, his newest interview that came out where he said he loved coming back to the character, he loved everything about it. You need someone who's passionate yeah. about the character and everything. Yeah. And dude, when you think about everything people are saying right now, and they want, mm. uh, you know, Tasm 3 to be made, The Amazing Spider-Man 3 to be made. Oh, I would watch that. I know you would watch that. <laughs> Everyone would watch that. Andrew Garfield has just captured the hearts and minds of every superhero fan, every mind-numbing nerd, like, in the world. To like yeah. come back and play a character, you know, and oh, he yeah. and he said he's open to it. That's the thing. So Tasm three, when you think about <laughs> how they could set this up, when you think about oh, what could they do to try to bring Andrew Garfield back into the role, set up a, a, an Amazing Spider-Man three, you yeah. think Morbius, Morbius, the new, yeah. the new one, Morbius <laughs> coming in, right? You think oh, Morbius, God, dude? <laughs> dude okay, so let Jared Jared Cook, let Jared Cook, hashtag let Jared Cook. I. Just... I <laughs> After I, I, his Luigi impersonation in House of Gucci, <laughs> I want to see how he impersonates. Why am I saying impersonate? He acts as a as a vampire hybrid beast oh. looking thing. So, what do you think of Morbius and in the fact that it's been pushed back for like the million time now? Like, are you excited okay. for this at all? Okay, so the timeline I think is important to know before we start talking about okay. this. That hit us, hit us with the a timeline. That Ben, the original release date for this was July tenth in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. That is. You're very talking twenty twenty. Like that's half a year away from being two years ago. Oh my like, god. And then th- then it got pushed to March nineteenth, twenty twenty one, and then okay. it got pushed to October eighth, twenty twenty one. Then it got pushed to January twenty first of this year of twenty twenty two. Holy shit! Okay, again. And now again, it got pushed to April first, twenty twenty two. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, 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 initially, I was not excited to see this movie. Oh, it was like no. something I would have just gone and seen because you know, yeah, like Venom, something like Venom. Yeah, like something like Venom. And I'm just like, I know it's again like an anti-hero story, and I just. I've been losing the excitement the longer that this has been drawn out. And I, I think it's I've gained excitement. That, what yeah. are they hiding from me? <laughs> what just, is so important? What what shitty movie have you made that you're trying to hide that you have to push it back 10 times or whatever? Yeah. Are you yeah. hiding from me? Show me it. Show it to me. Yeah, I need I, to see this. It just feeds into my already existing opinion of Jared Leto. Like oh know, yeah, character oh, acting yeah. and method acting like mm-hmm. that's a real that's a really good you know uh, process and it is yeah it works for a lot of people but for Jared Leto I am genuinely terrified to see how he character acts Morbius like <laughs> like you said his Luigi ass in, <laughs> in House of Gucci he sounded he's just ridiculous he was I he was just playing bad in little things. And mm-hmm. in the Snyderverse DC stuff, like, oh my How gosh, the, the Trump Joker space. was just... Oh, oh my god. My... <laughs> like, where did Jared Leto come from? At what point did Hollywood be like, oh my god, he's like a Matthew McConaughey, he's like a Joaquin Phoenix, he's like a Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. They're casting him in anything. Like, yeah. wh- why do they think he's so talented? What do they see that I don't? It's all, <laughs> it's, it's gotta be some fucking connection shit anyway. What am I talking about? It's Hollywood, right? Yeah, I but mean, anyway. sure. But like, I, I really... All right, Jared Leto, I haven't seen the performance yet, Jared. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Shout out to Jared Leto. I've yeah, seen your work. Not my cup of tea, just saying. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever you are doing in Morbius, whatever it is, I am so excited to see what <laughs> what is hidden behind the curtain. What they are hiding yeah. from me, what they are keeping from me, and all of these stupid ass geeks and, and nerds, right? Mm-hmm. Of yeah. what are you keeping from me? Because honestly, I'm I feel like I speak for a lot of people being like, we don't give a fuck if it's like a, a, a villain superhero movie. Like we are gonna go see it, but in terms of like quality or like spectacle, it's like we know what we're in for. Yeah, We've done years of this stuff. We have done years and years and years of this stuff. We know like, what we're in for when it is a villain solo movie. Okay. Yeah. Just show yeah. us. All right. I I mean the only the only movie that I can remember, and then I want to I want to touch on uh, Andrew Garfield again real quick. But the only okay, movie yeah. that I can remember, uh, you know, doing that really well is Joker. Like that was the only yeah. movie I think like villain. Uh, Even like, though they so, copied Taxi like, Driver like straight up, like. It, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, the kind that's of real cinema. Let me tell. Let me tell you about real cinema. Taxi Driver is real cinema, okay? And what do they? What do they do? They make real cinema into not cinema with Joker, yeah. and they have him yeah. dance down the stairs and smoke a cig- cigarette. You know, it's like perfect. It's yeah. like that's that's how you do it. You copy real cinema to make yeah. not real cinema. That yeah. right, Jeremy? That's exactly yeah. what it is. Even Absolutely. though like yeah. these Marvel movies are cinema, whatever it is, it's their art. I don't it's, know, Ben. You, it's you good. might want to run that by Martin Scorsese. Mm. Yeah, well, that old, <laughs> that old man, he know he knows what he's talking about. I don't. He's rich, I'm not. Whatever. Right. Yeah. So it it's it is what it is, you know? Make yeah. the movie. We know what it is. They yeah. know what it is. I, I let's just not pretend watch it's, not, it at it's this something point. Not. it's like let, let's just see it. Let's get our opinions on it. Let's move forward. You know? Yeah. And when I think about all the other movies that were pushed back, I don't think I yeah. feel like that that way for any other thing. Like no. Not really. James Bond, when it was pushed back all like a whole year and a half, like I was still yeah. excited to see. I'm like, what are they? How are they going to finish James Bond? You know. Yeah. And I think about Spider-Man: No Way Home. Obvious hype around that with like the secrecy behind it. And then yeah. we talk about like the Batman, right? Oh. We talk about how the Batman is like. Like I don't mind it being pushed back because in in my heart I'm like, holy shit! Like this feels different than the Marvel movie. This feels different it than does. the DCEU and what a train yeah. wreck that was. Like this feels like they're like they sat down at a table and they're like, okay guys, let's not make something really bad. Like let's try to get back in the game of like yeah. creating some good stuff, like good movies. Yeah, and like yeah. they they get Matt Reeves behind this. He writes a script, and I I remember keeping up with all of it around Matt Reeves and how mm-hmm. people were just getting excited when he would like turn in a draft, and when it were, was reported that he would turn it in the draft <laughs> of the script. Like yeah. there was hype around this movie from the get go, and oh, then yeah. when they released that trailer, oh my god! Like as as soon as it was like rumored that uh, mm-hmm. Pattinson was going to play him, and that like you said Matt Reeves was going to direct that it. It immediately the hype train started and you know what mm-hmm. uh, yeah like you mentioned with these trailers like they are keeping up with it like I, yeah i am genuinely still really invested in this and mm-hmm. you know i uh i mean what do you what do you want to hit do you want to hit the first trailer and then move, move like we talk next? about all let's talk about all these trailers like yeah from the get-go oh my god i can't even remember it because it feels like they re- reuse a lot of footage but specifically they did. yeah they did I, I watched them all in succession today <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot like uh, there's one uh shot of like the back of the batmobile like powering up oh that's yeah, ev- yeah that's yeah. in every single trailer <laughs> um, i feel like i feel like that um scene inside the church mm-hmm. 
too, where the car crashes in. I think that's been in every trailer as well. But yeah, it's like, maybe so. I'll hit on the one that I know that I watched the most recent, which was like the cat, the bat and the cat trailer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Zoe Kravitz is uh, the actress that plays Catwoman, right? Uh, yeah, she is, yeah. Zoe Kravitz. All right, so Zoe Kravitz, when I hear it, when I see their on-screen chemistry in the trailer, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. And then I read about rumors, these are rumors, that yeah. Batman, not Batman, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz, <laughs> like, had sex on the hood of the Batmobile, right? <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know like, about that. You didn't know about that? <laughs> no. they had, it's rumored that they had sex on the hood of the Batmobile, right? And then, That's cool. That's I don't know sick. if they're method acting or something, but it sounds sick, <laughs> super cool. But the, with their on-screen on chemistry, when I think about it and when I watch this, not when I think about it, I don't think about that. No, let me move on. Uh, let, let me move on. Uh, when I think about their on-screen chemistry, I'm like, whoa, this is mm. like something really super cool. Because, But the Catwoman I've come to know has been like, Anne Hathaway, it was like a, she, she was like a heist kind of a person, you know, secret spy. It felt yeah. like that. It didn't feel exactly like the Catwoman who was like uh, just the one you've come to know in like the animated series or anything in the comic. It was like, but Chris Nolan does that, you know, he, he does yeah. it a lot. Yeah, and I, you know, that that was one of the things that I kind of noted for this trailer was like, I, I'm really excited to see that, uh, like, if they make the emotional core of this movie like their relationship the parallel mm-hmm. between their two different worlds and the two paths that they're taking like that's i think going to work really well for this film uh although you know for me like this trailer was i was super excited to see that you know it, it goes so much darker than yeah like, typical for a superhero movie and i'm really happy to see that like we're getting into a gritty detective novel almost yes like, the detective like part is like so exciting. yeah and I feel like that's something like for Batman being the world's greatest detective, I feel like we really haven't gotten a lot of detective no. oriented Batman movies. I no, don't think any all. of the live action has been really centered around being a detective. Yeah, what the like, fuck is up with that, DC? Come on. <laughs> I mean, I get I get Batman shooting guns everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. super good. And I get another va- version of Batman shooting guns in the, in the Snyder Cut, right? And it's yeah. just like, come on, you know what I want. Give it to yeah. me. Give me yeah. a good Batman. Like I want the hard-boiled detective film. And for real. I, lo- that looks like what we're getting. And, you know, I yeah. hope that this kind of encourages the uh, producers for, like, future uh, superhero stuff to kind of explore the darker aspects of these characters. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not just, like, a family-oriented... Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, I want, I want the formula. The fact that there's a formula kind of is upsetting to yeah. this point. But the, I want the formula to be broken and moldable as, the, as yep. the years go by like we think about marvel and the, like the monopoly it has over like the majority of like box office and superhero films right yeah yeah, yeah. it's like the formula is there man we see the formula <laughs> Denis Villeneuve, director of dune he says the formula is there too yeah. i can kind of agree i can kind of agree okay yeah. I, I, and on here on not quite cinema i kind of agree that's what i mean it, yeah, it, like I, think I, about I, it bad, bad guy loses good guy wins cgi fight at the end of like massive armies they kind of broke that with no way home where it wasn't a huge army fighting the battle but that again that was kind of sony it wasn't even marvel studios but the way marvel studios has been going like come on give me something new a little bit but i feel like they're just trying they're just trying to build their audience like have their audience come in and have some sort of consistency because yeah like that's and that's great and all but you know for me the consistency comes from you know being like cognizant of uh the universe that you've kind of built 
like mm-hmm. showing that you know single thread all throughout is what kind of keeps those films connected and you know interesting for me i don't mm. necessarily need it or uh, you know familiar but like i yeah i don't necessarily need it to be formulaic like i want different types of stories which is why like mm-hmm. you know a lot a lot of people shit on like eternals i i kind I of enjoyed i should you, you did I, <laughs> I i kind of enjoyed eternals because for me it felt, it felt slightly different like it, it stepped somewhat out of the bounds of what i was used to god and, man you know especially I sh- I should praise with eternals then I yeah, can praise and, Eternals. Yeah, and like, but uh, Shang Chi was really, really good. Like, I yeah. really enjoyed it. But yeah, uh, I didn't I, like. I'm I didn't just, like the third act. I didn't like the third act. You know, yeah, you know just, why I didn't I'm like the third stuck. act? Yeah, and it's the CGI armies. As I'm like, I'm I'm stuck again with this recurring theme, this recurring mm-hmm. plot, and I'm like, I need it to be a little more dynamic. Like these characters There's are like, interesting, and I'm happy to be seeing them. Yeah, I just want to see them in different types of stories. It's like. I don't know. It has something to do with American movies, where, or Disney Disney movies making foreign, uh, making movies around foreigners and around different places of the world. It mm. always feels like they can never set something within the actual world. They always make it something fantastical when they're portraying like something to do with like a different race, a different people, like. Mm-hmm when you think about black panther and how much it did and like the impact it had on an entire community yeah they didn't make it pl- take place in an actual location they, it's like wakanda right it, yeah. it's like a made up place <laughs> and then you think about shang chi it's like the final battle doesn't take place in china or anything like that right it takes it's place in this, yeah it takes place in this fictional thing and i know it's based on around like the comics and everything yeah. but i would <laughs> love to have something where it takes place in the real world where I know like these movies mean so much to a community where they could like, they could finally see something take place and represent them. It also did it with Encanto with uh, yeah. the Colombian. I'm, I'm half Colombian to our listeners just saying, but it's like, come on, make it take place in Colombia. Like give it a city. Don't just say it takes place in the Valley of the mountains of Colombia. Right. It's, it's yeah. just, it feels, it feels like Disney does this thing where it's always like, these aren't real people and it like kind of, I don't know. It, yeah. Like, it makes I, it feel like I hear that. the other, yeah. it makes it, it makes them feel like the others a little bit more. And I would really yeah, like and, to see, you know, that. maybe that's why like I, I, I slightly agree. Like I, I really kind of think that, you know, for the story to be, you know, loyal to the universe that they created, they do kind of have to set it in these uh, yeah, sometimes in the nondescript places. fictional mm-hmm. locations. But True. Yeah, I mean that. That I, I gotta say that if I'm considering that aspect, I I did kind of enjoy um, what you call it, uh, Spider-Man like a lot mm-hmm. more. And yeah. obviously, there are a lot of more a lot of reasons to mm-hmm. enjoy Spider-Man a lot more. But True. Um, I enjoyed it because uh, in that aspect is because it is grounded and it's in a world that I mm-hmm. know exists in the real world. Like that's yeah. really cool for me to see that they manipulated New York into being this fantastical like yeah. interesting like, story like what's the what's the harm in making like shang chi ch- take place in like miami florida or something man mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't know like yeah and there's plenty to look forward to uh, i want to thank our listeners whoever they are whoever they may be thank you for taking the time to listen to jeremy and i just rant about not quite cinema yeah. and we hope to have you back for another episode anytime soon all right yes that's true sign off jeremy uh all right see you guys later There you go. (laughs) There we go.